the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. Um. Listen, this is stop. Woo! It's Friday night. <laughs> it is Friday night. And you know what else it is? It is Veterans Day. And we are going to celebrate all of you veterans tonight because we appreciate you so much from the deepest of our hearts. We are humbled and grateful for your service. And if you're listening to me right now and you are a veteran and you've served in any branch, I would love to hear from you. I posted on the socials today. I said, if you served in the, in the, in the military, regardless of branch, even though y'all know that the U.S. Marine Corps, the USMC is my favorite branch, but if you served, I want to hear from you so I can thank you. Let's and just I, call them the heroes of the week right now. Well, they are the heroes of the week. And we want to honor you. 888-344-1170. If you served and you want to call in, please do so so that I can personally thank you. We don't honor our military enough. In fact, we don't really honor them at all, do we? I mean, if we think, well, before I go any further, let me go ahead and bring in my man. Before I get so pumped up, before I get so upset about the ways in which we don't pay homage, in which we don't honor the U.S. military, all gave some, some gave all. Veterans Day is different from Memorial Day. Sometimes people get them confused. Memorial Day is the day in which we celebrate those who did give up their life in, uh, in, uh, in, in the line of duty for us. Veterans Day is when we celebrate everybody who served. 888-344-1170. Bringing in my man here. Uh, I don't think he's served, but I know he's got family uh, members that have. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, both my grandfathers were in the United States Army, so I always think around Veterans Day, Memorial mm-hmm. Day, I think about them and honor them. They really just serve their country and very, very selflessly. And to anybody that served out there, thank you. Yeah, and you know what? It is selfless. And I can tell you, uh, I, I, I thought about this today. I didn't know, should I mention the families? Because let me tell you, as the daughter of uh, two Marines and in a military family, I do know that the families pay a sacrifice as well. It's tough on the families, particularly when there's a deployment. And obviously, of course, when a service member comes home injured in, in battle. We also know that it's it, you look at what's going on with the inflation that's happening in our country right now. We talk a whole lot about the pain that's happening at the pump. Do you guys have any idea if you have not if you have not been in in the service, if you have not been married to someone in the service, if you've not been a child of of a service family, you may not realize how little they're paid for what they do. Who is who is inflation hurting so much in this country? There's there's a subset of our population we don't talk about enough in that regard, and that's our US military. 
And even though they get to shop at the at the commissary and get to shop at the base exchange, even though uh, they get some housing allowance sometimes, uh, depending on where they live, it does not make up. First of all, they're always underpaid compared to even our officers are always underpaid compared to the, to the rest of society. And then you add in inflation and they've got to be just hurting so badly right now. So I just want to say thank you again. And we also don't do enough in terms of our retired military, our former military veterans, the homeless population in this country is growing by leaps and bounds. We know it. We, we know that it's by design in many ways, because if you look at the large part of our homeless population being uh, the drug addicted and the mentally ill and the Democrat Party is actually, you know, encouraging people to do more and more drugs, right? Then you have to think, well, the homeless population is something that the Democrats want for a dependency class. If they wanted to end homelessness, and, and by the way, if they did want to end homelessness, the first thing that they would do, the first people that they would be concerned about not is not the illegals at the border that are coming across to take benefits away from, from taxpaying citizens, to to attack our nation's sovereignty at the border, a nation that our military have have paid some the ultimate price to defend, we'd be taking care of our U.S. military. There's no excuse why any U.S. military veteran is homeless in the United States of America. There's no excuse for why anybody in the U.S. military has lesser health insurance and lesser medical benefits than what anybody is sitting in Congress has. It disgusts me that AOC has better medical care and better health insurance and, and is making what, what she making about 200 grand a year when our military people are suffering, including some of those who are in active duty right now. And speaking of suffering, I saw a tweet today from a father, John Lococo, obviously a Catholic priest. And here's what he tweeted out today. 20 consecutive years of 6,000-plus veteran suicides. 125,000-plus veterans died by suicide since 2001. The second leading cause of death in the cause of death, second leading cause of death is suicide for our veterans. Veterans have a 57% higher rate of suicide than the national average. And he, he completed his tweet by saying, today is Veterans Day. Call a veteran, thank them, love them. I don't think that I don't think thanking I'm glad to thank the veterans today like I did those in my family those that are part of my friends and family out on the socials but we need to be actually doing something for our veterans and that's not something I've heard as we and 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 then you've got to look at what's going on and we've got Congressman Biggs who's going to be on tonight he was supposed to be on last night but he got stuck at this his Freedom Caucus event and we're going to talk about the, the insanity that's going on in Arizona and Nevada. And we even have, nobody's talking about it. Do you guys have any idea how many races are yet to be called here in the state of California? Florida, without, with what, 14 million? Florida, with 14 million voters down there, had their results done within an hour. So did it, Tennessee. In the middle. Yeah, but Tennessee didn't have a hurricane they were cleaning up after. Yeah, good point. Ron DeSantis had that state counted and locked in and rebuilt a bridge in less time than these bozos have out here been counting votes. Is this what our military risked their lives for and fought for? This is an abomination, what's happening in our elections today. Andrea, don't be insulting those to, the, to those that are counting. Right, because, because it, to question, and that's something else. Our military, like my family members, 
And 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 I was born at Lejeune. I know what it's like to to see my mother struggle with my dad overseas and 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 that whole thing. Um, not only did they risk their life, and some of them give their lives for all of our freedoms. Not only the f- most important First Amendment right we have is to exercise our voice at the ballot box, but then did our military not fight for our ability? to say whatever we want to say and to question whatever elected official we feel like questioning, including those in charge of our elections. Yeah, period. Bottom line. They did. You're not going to tell me what I'm allowed to question and what I'm not. But on this Veterans Day, we need to. And as we're talking about everybody saying today, point the finger at Trump and we didn't have the red wave and we've got this issue here and inflation here. And what are the, what are the what's the Republican Party going to do going forward for here? Nobody's talking about what the Republican Party is going to do, what it, what both parties are going to do, what the U.S. government is going to do to help our veterans. To help our veterans. What have we been all, all we've been hearing about in the past few months is we got to do more for Ukraine. We got to do more for Ukraine. What did Joe Biden do today to honor our veterans? Who did he honor? John Kerry. Y'all remember John Kerry? Remember how he's the guy who came back from Vietnam and held congressional hearings through his dog tags and badmouthed his brothers in arms? In fact, he's such a traitor to his brothers and sisters in arms that who remembers the swift boat captains? Remember the Swift Boat book? In fact, that was Jerome Corsi who wrote that. We've had him on the show many times. It was his own brothers and sisters in arms, those from the Swift Boat days from Vietnam, that put an end to his, his uh, idea of becoming president of the United States. That's who Joe Biden decided to honor today. Makes me sick to my stomach. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Congressman Andy Biggs. Lots of controversy today. Lots of people talking about about ditching Mitch over in the Senate and that Kevin McCarthy, his dream of being Speaker of the House, might be as dead as John Kerry's dream of becoming president. We're going to talk about that and more when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this special Friday, Freedom Friday, paying tribute to our veterans of the United States military, the greatest human beings in the history of the world, in my opinion. On the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I interviewed Major General uh, Bob Scales. And to this day, it just still brings a tear to my eye when he when he explained to me about how if you think he said, Andrew, if you think about since the United States, since its inception as a nation, you think of all the world's strifes. He said the solution always began with a member of the U.S. military walking the streets in uniform. It chokes me up to this day to think about it. And the way that our U.S. military is not honored in this country, it just continues to kill me. Uh, the, the homelessness, the suicide problem, we're not doing enough for them. And before I bring in Biggs, I want to I want to finish what I was saying about uh, Joe Biden and get and get Congressman Biggs reaction, because Joe Biden had the gall to talk and to praise John Kerry 
as one of the most decorated men to fight, like he's stinking Audie Murphy or something. Talked about his son, Bo, of course. Not once did he mention the 13 U.S. military that died directly as a result of his Afghanistan disaster. Joining me now to discuss uh, not just uh, pay tribute to our military, but all the other issues of the day. I know y'all want to hear from Biggs about the midterms. We'll get to there. But Congressman Biggs, welcome back. And I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, our veterans today. Well, we, you know, we love our veterans. We should love our veterans. They're the, they're the ones who uh, have fought and defended us and give it, helped preserve our freedom. But my, my father-in-law, who just, uh, just a year or so passed, um, fought in World War II. How awesome was that to hear him tell the stories mm. of what, what these brave men and women did? I mean, he, you know, he's on a naval ship attacked by kamikazes wow. over in uh, near Japan. And, and just when you hear about these stories, the sacrifices they make, or talk to our veterans today and, and they're telling me uh, the sacrifices their families are making. And the fact that I, it just ticks me off that this administration is forcing men and women to either get a vaccine mm-hmm. that is, 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 is potentially hazardous to them or they force them out of the military. With and a dishonorable discharge, by the way, a dishonorable yes. discharge. This is, this is the outrage that I wish Americans felt mm-hmm. at the treatment by this administration. They lionize uh, BLM and Antifa rioters, but they they force um, our veterans, well, our active duty uh, military, out of the military. Uh, and these people are tremendous. They're patriots. They love this country. They're there for the right reasons. And uh, we're turning our military into some kind of woke social experiment. And it just boggles the mind. It does, particularly since the uh, open border we treat ms-13 gang members we treat human traffickers we cheat we treat child sex traffickers better than we do our own u.s military because we've got u.s veterans that are sleeping on the street and can't get and can't get any help of any kind we i read some stats about uh, suicide because our, our they're not getting the mental health treatment that they've got but meanwhile we're giving 1200 dollars cell phones roofs over their head food all kinds of stuff to, dr- to drug and child sex traffickers coming across the border aren't we yeah we are it's it's i mean this is this is what i I try to convince people they need to understand this i don't understand the midterms fully because we've turned this whole country upside down Mm -hmm. turned it upside down so so if you can enter the country illegally we're going to put you to the front line and put you wherever you want in the country we're going to give you every benefit men and women in the military um why why um are we having trouble providing treatment to them. Um, And the suicide rate is about 22 a day. Right. I mean, 22 a day. So it's like, in general, everything is upside down. I'm trying to wrap my head around these midterms, too. I'm trying to figure out why supposedly... Even if you don't believe there was any in, any shenanigans, and we're going to talk about Arizona, what's going on in Arizona and Nevada, but there's a problem with the electorate, Congressman Biggs. When we have, and 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 we, I also want to talk to you about messaging from the Republican Party and stuff going on there, because quite frankly, I think there was an attitude of, well, um, we didn't have to do anything because historically, when the when the economy is this bad, it's just automatically going to give the Republican Party control of the House and the Senate. Um, but that's not how Americans mind. 
minds work anymore. You know, how any, I'm still trying to wrap my head around any American could go into a booth or fill out a mail-in ballot for a man like Fetterman who can't come, not only can't complete a sentence, but brags about how he wants to put murderers back out on the streets. You know, I mean, the crime wave that the Democrat Party is bragging about unleashing on us, that alone should have had everybody voting Republican. Exactly. I mean, so so you you look at the candidates that were put up. Let's say Arizona, my home state. The the Democrats put up the most liberal, radical, left wing uh, candidate slate of candidates I've I've seen ever in the history of Arizona. And you, and you know what what's mind boggling to me is those people would have been uh, fit right in in San Francisco, mm-hmm. L.A., Seattle. That's how far to the left they were. And um, they they uh, basically uh, our 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 uh, slate of candidates were good America First candidates. They were solid candidates, articulate, accomplished, and they get out there and they're fighting for their lives right now as we wait for this dysfunctional Maricopa County uh, recorder and uh, board who's supposed to provide these election counts, the ballot counts. We have to wait for them. Well. Uh, uh, the whole state, in fact, the entire country is looking to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But how does it how does it happen? Andy, I asked my pollster. I'm sorry, give me going on a rant here. I asked my pollster. I said, explain to me how 80 percent of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. but still, still minimum in every state, 45 to 46 percent of the electorate is going to vote Democrat. Well, I think there's uh, we're talking to Congressman Andy Biggs. I think there's a few things going on. And um, I think one is that and and just straight talk. I think that it wasn't just the leadership of the Republican Party thinking it was going to be automatic, given the inflation and on the economy. I think when you look at the behavior, you look of, of the lack of support and lack of funding by Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell and Ronna McDaniel, not to mention the fact that actively actively working and funding Democrat candidates against us, like Karl Rove and his pack in Pennsylvania, uh, uh, running ads against Doug Mastriano. When you got Mitt Romney in Utah cooking up some deal to try to cut Mike Lee at the knees, we've got that we've got uh, a problem in the Republican Party that the establishment wants to take out MAGA so that they can preserve a uniparty system. And that's what what people are talking about today. Meanwhile, Uh, Meanwhile, Paul Ryan and Fox News and all these people, they just and the lieutenant governor of Virginia, they just all want to blame Trump, which is absolutely outrageous. Yeah, believe me, this isn't Trump's fault. I'm going to go back to Arizona again, because that's what I know best. You had um, Blake Masters, right? He's running a great race. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And here's what happens. Mitch McConnell had reserved 17 million dollars worth of ad buys right at the beginning of early balloting period in Arizona. He withdrew all of that, all of that $17 million. And so for, for like five weeks, Blake Masters is getting hammered by about 10 or 15 to 1 spending by his opponent. And, and guess, guess what happened? Blake lost pretty significantly the early ballots. Now, I think he's going to ultimately make it up or has a chance to anyway, if, if we have good count, counting with the day of ballots and the late early ballots, which were all breaking 
mm-hmm. uh, at least 60, in some cases, in some counties, eight, 80 percent to the Republicans. Well, imagine if McConnell would have left even a third of that amount yeah. in there. Instead, he went and funded. Instead, he went and funded Lisa Murkowski. Instead yeah. of even though Shabaka up there, knowing that Murkowski tried to game the system with this this ranked voting, this ranked choice voting, when Shabaka got over forty percent of the votes out of four candidates, and we don't have time to get into the ranked choice voting, but you know, it's clear to the average voter out there, the average MAGA. Um, person like myself that there is a war going on within the party in order to try to get rid of Trump and then try to uh, thinking that then they're going to get rid of the MAGA movement and we're not going anywhere. What people want removed is they want Mitch McConnell removed from the Senate and I know that's not your 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 uh, chamber to talk about but now we're hearing today that there's people that are saying oh no no M- uh, M- McCarthy um, Representative Bob Good was on uh, Laura Ingram's show last night and he basically said to paraphrase that uh, that McCarthy's had two years to audition for the job and all he's done, he's done basically nothing did, and he didn't do anything, no messaging, nothing to help us into this midterms. It should have been a red tsunami and he didn't. And Bob Good said all he seems to care about is getting the majority just so he can become speaker and that um, he's not he's not going to fight for us and we need uh, we need somebody else. Your thoughts? Well, look, uh, uh, I I came out um, uh, late last week, probably maybe early this week, and I said, uh, not so fast. The coronation of Kevin McCarthy can't be so fast. We have got to uh, have an internal family discussion about this because I don't think that he necessarily is the guy that can lead us to, to lay the foundation. Because we have to lay the foundation. This is what this is all about. We have we only have we'll only have eight months really to get all the work done um, to try to peel back what Biden has done and lay the foundation for 2024's presidential election. I mean that's that really is the timeline. Most people outside probably can't believe that, but that's what it is. And I'm not sure that Kevin's the guy no. that can get that done. Uh, I mean. Well, it doesn't seem like it. He's he's done nothing to convince yeah. anybody that that he's prepared. He hasn't put out any agenda. He's not talking about it on the can, on the trail. In fact, you know, he didn't do anything to help. If he was going to fight and be the guy to fight Biden, he would have been doing it on 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 the on the campaign trail. There was no um there there was no um he, there was no effort on his part or on Mitch McConnell's part to um to to put out any messaging to push back again to put Biden uh, you know it was not a referendum against Biden and you know I, I can't look at him and think that I trust that he's going to be a fighter for us. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, uh, not only does uh, the country want a fighter, the situation calls for fighters. It calls for strength and courageous fighters who will stand up and say, we're going to use every tool, no matter how inconvenient it is for us, because the country is at stake. We have got to fight Biden with every tool we have. And if we're not going to do it, then uh, the country is going to fail. Yeah, uh, we will. We, we will go the way of a socialist. We'll be will be just a little bit more affluent Venezuela. That's really what what this is all about. Yeah. And so I'm looking for somebody who's going to fight and try to carry our message to the American people, but also internally use every 
every uh, tool that we have to stop Biden and actually put forward a positive agenda to try to get oil and gas going again, uh, reduce our crazy federal spending so we can mm-hmm. we can uh, uh, reduce inflation and look to solve the border issues. I mean, there, we have to use every tool and every leverage yeah. point. Yeah, and we also have to, and when we look at Arizona and the mess that's going on there that is absolutely inexcusable, uh, we know that they're slow walking, uh, they're slow walking the Republican ballots. They've been doing drops for two days now of heavily Democrat, uh, ballots so that they can try to keep Hobbs on, uh, you know, as above in, in the lead and in, in the legacy media. We, we see the games being played. It's inexcusable. Congressman Biggs, that 20% of the machines were malfunctioning. People were being turned away and they weren't being told when they were told to go to another polling location. They weren't told you better check out here. So then they go to another polling station and they're told, well, you've already voted. And then they're, then they're screwed. People had to go back to work. We have no idea what the impact was of that. Not in your state, but up in Nevada, we find out that, oh, how convenient that the cameras shut off right before a ballot drop that ended up resulting in a bunch of, of, you know, ballots being counted for the Democrats. Democrat, then that's just a couple of examples. And I know, you know, you, you can't really speak to other states besides Arizona. But then when you point this out with your own eyes, these irregularities, these issues, uh, you know, we, we have a right. First of all, we have a right just as Americans to question what's going on in our elections. Second of all, when we see it happening with our own eyes, this is inexcusable. Then we're then we're we're called nasty names and invectives are being hurled at us like election denier. And one of the reasons why they're doing that is because there was too many establishment Republicans that allowed that narrative to take root, that it was criminal. It was wrong for us to question the outcome of an election. That's that's a narrative that should have never taken root. Am I wrong? No, you're you're absolutely right. And let me tell you, the number really was 30 percent, 30 percent of those machines in Maricopa County. And most people uh, you need to understand Maricopa County has over five million people. And it It is uh, more than two thirds of the voters in the entire state are there. And when you knock down 30 percent of the machines. And it started early in the day. It took them over eight hours to figure out what was wrong. And then another couple hours to, to uh, purportedly fix it. But I was out working the polls and people were irate. Lines were getting long. Lines were very long. Mm-hmm. And what we don't know, and we will never know probably, is the number of people who would have voted. Mm-hmm. Who said, Whoa, well, the lines are really long. And I don't even know if the machine's going to tabulate my vote. I can tell you I, I think there was some voter suppression that went on there. And uh, if, if, if we can pull this out, which I think, I think Carrie Lake's going to pull it out, and I'm hoping Blake, Blake will pull it out. Uh, if we pull that out, the first thing that needs to happen with our legislature is they need to go in and, and clean house on the elections laws in Arizona, change the process, change the system. You, last question for you before I let you go. Do you still support Trump? Uh, 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 Stefaniak, um, if I pronounce, I can never know how to pronounce her name. She yeah, officially Stefanik. endorsed uh, Stefanik. She officially do- endorsed Donald Trump. I think he's going to make his announcement Tuesday. Do you still support him? Yeah, I think he is the leader of the party. Um, uh, he is the America, America first leader. He gave us uh, such an incredible economy, such incredible hope as a nation and gave us a great direction i think he is the leader of the party good i agree with you uh and the more the more that that uh the the 
voices of the establishment and the the, the losers like Paul Ryan uh, push against him, uh, the more it convinces me he's the right man. He's the right man. Well, Congressman Biggs, I thank you for being here. I know you had you've had a very long week, and I appreciate you. You know that we do. You know our you you know you're our favorite congressman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Take good care. All right. Now, now y'all stay tuned because we've got a really good, we got a feel good Friday story for y'all coming up involving a judge out of Texas who put a little kibosh on one of Biden's uh, by the vote scams. We're going to share that story with you on the other side of the break. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego FM 96.1 North County and streaming all over the world. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show on this Freedom Friday and Friday Fun Day. Question for you guys before the before the show tonight. Skins and I got. To, I don't even know how we got on the subject of TV. Well, we shows. talked about it for quite some time. <laughs> we ended up talking about it. Um, uh, I don't even know how we got on the subject of it, but we started, ended up talking about sitcoms and we started talking about all the situation comedies that we love. Well, we were talking about shows that we loved in general and it ended up being that probably the type of show that I loved the most in the 80s and 90s was situation comedies. And we started talking about the best situation comedies, what our favorites were. I never watched Night Court, didn't like Taxi. Um, I loved Kate and Allie. Of course, I love Seinfeld. I love Friends. Here's my question for you guys if you want to weigh in. 888-344-1170. What was the best situation comedy in the 80s and 90s? It, it, we, you, Cheers, Cheers Friends, was a really Seinfeld. good one. You and I talked about that before the show, but and I was just watching it last night. I, I always got to give it back. And I wasn't a fan during its original airing, but Seinfeld is... The gold. Seinfeld's hilarious. 888-344-1170. Another, uh, comp, Frasier was absolutely brilliant. Um, so many, so many good. Everybody loves you and Raymond. I we're also talking about that. Yeah. Because Frasier, Crane, was the best character in my mind on Cheers. And then when they gave him his own show, I was ecstatic. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s, we also had Family Ties. We had, um, what was the one? Show me that's... Smile. Uh, growing it, pains. Growing pains. So eight eight eight. Yeah, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. All right. Here's some good news. Um, you know, it's good news, bad news. It's it's good news that this judge ruled in his favor. It should have been. It should have happened before the midterms. If you're wondering why, um, as we do an autopsy and continue to look at the midterms and what happened, we do have a problem with the Gen Z young vote. And we know why. Uh, Bob Walters, by the way, Bob Walters will be here at 730 tonight. We typically have him on right now. But, you know, with our education reports, we know exactly why these Gen Z people, these Gen Z voters and even uh, millennial voters are out of their mind insane when it comes to their vote. Why they're such a low information voter, why they're just little social uh, socialist soldiers for the state. It's because of their indoctrination. I read that it um, is it is uh, either Arizona State University or uh, ASU or you University of Arizona, 96% voted Democrat, 96%. I was never that dumb. There's this whole saying that if you're not a liberal when you're young, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative when you're older, you have no brain. I was never a liberal. Never made sense to me. I had more sense politically at six than these Gen Zers do. Can I admit something here on the Andrea K show? Maybe. Uh, I voted for Bill Clinton. 
Oh, dude. Really? I did. Oh, man. Okay. But I've come a long way, baby. Well, I will tell you that Bill Clinton in 92 yes. was like conservative. I mean, he's Correct. like compared to, in fact, it was Bill Clinton in the, in, in the middle part of after he lost in the midterms. He said he's a, he made uh, he made welfare transactional. You weren't going to get a check. Unless you actually did a job for it. I mean, you know, he, well, he you was... Well, I say on the show, in some ways, more conservative than W. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then after we, after we took over and got control for the first time of Congress in like 40 years, he said the era of big government is over. So, I mean, looking back, you know, there was, there was, he was far superior than W in many ways as a president. So I can't hang you for that, my man. And he was a great campaigner. And slick, oh, slick Willie. Honestly, one of the best. I mean, compared to 41. And, and it, if you think about it, 41, remember his State of the Union address wanting to usher in the New World I Order? Do. The Bush family. Let me tell you, and that's why they're tight with Bill and Hillary t- to this day. Best of friends. They're buddy. They call, they call him their brother Bubba, and they call her their sister. After Americans died in Benghazi, that stinking Bush family and Jeb gave Hillary Clinton some freedom award. I mean, let that sink in about these people. But anyway, speaking of Texas, where the Bush family is from, and uh, um, idiots, one of the reasons why Gen Z voted in droves for, for Joe Biden is because he bought their vote. He bought their vote with a student loan forgiveness plan, basically taking money from hardworking Americans to pay off the debt from deadbeats. And even if even if somebody wasn't a deadbeat and were, was working hard to pay off this loan, that's their job to do that. That's their job to do it. One, it wasn't just about buy. It, it, it in addition to it buying votes, it also the plan was to just add to the debt because we've become an American. We're even conservatives and Republicans. Nobody thinks about the debt anymore. Nobody pays any attention to it. So it's like, yeah, let's raise the debt. And then we can get rid of some of this. We can buy votes and we can prop up the economy going into the midterms as well um, because it didn't just buy votes. If it could if it could provide the falsehood of an economic boost for certain people, then also it would help ease a little bit of the panic and and what was going on with the inflation right going into the midterms because the, the student loans payments were frozen during covid and they were about to start up again so he desperately and 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 if some of those people couldn't pay those payments because of his inflation issues and they began to default right then there was going to be more economic fallout so this this student loan debt forgiveness plan had many different tentacles and, and benefits to the democrat party so here comes this judge in texas who struck it down and called it unlawful. And here's what he had to say about it. His name is Judge Mark uh, T. Pittman, who was appointed by Trump. And and this is one of the things, too, getting back before I finish on the student loan story. When they're talking about blaming Trump, Trump did something that not one other Republican president has ever done. He actually got true conservatives appointed to the Supreme Court. Unlike John Roberts, the George W. Bush gave us. Unlike Maureen O'Connor, that President Reagan gave us. Trump's selections to the Supreme Court that got pushed through, even though in, in this, and I'm saying this even though I've had some qualms with Kavanaugh and, and uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Gorsuch, compared to some of the other Supreme Court nominees that, that even Reagan himself and Bush gave us, 
Extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. And what did these justices do? They had the guts to overturn Roe v. Wade. And the Republican Party had an opportunity to do better abortion messaging, and they didn't. Because unlike Trump, who was the most pro-life president, how could any conservative say that Trump didn't have the goods? The most pro-life president in the history of the United States of America and did what he promised to do, which was put pro-life jurist on the Supreme Court who did the unthinkable. I never in my lifetime thought I would see Roe v. Wade overturned and he made it happen. He made it happen. In addition to other judges being appointed and when it comes to the lower courts some of them haven't been great but that's because half of these judges come out of these crap weasel places like Harvard. Ain't no way I'd pay for my kid to go to Harvard. Here's what Judge Pittman had to say. Uh, He wrote that the program was a, quote, complete usurpation of congressional authority by the executive branch. He went on to say, in this country, we are not ruled by an all-powerful executive with a pen and a phone. Nice little pimp slap to Obama there. He went on to say, instead, we are ruled by a constitution that provides for three distinct and independent branches of government. So KGP, the, the uh, America's worst diversity hire in history. Here's what she had to say today. The president and the and this administration are determined to help working and middle class Americans get back on their feet um, by putting the other people's debts on their backs. Is that how you're going to help the working class? Because that's who's going to be paying for this. She goes on to say, while our opponents, backed by extreme Republican special interest, sued to block millions of Americans for getting much needed relief. Um it wasn't special interest, by the way, that filed this lawsuit. It was a couple of it was actually a couple of students, I believe, who um, didn't qualify to get the student loan forgiveness. Check that. But here a report came out. A study was done about how these students planned on spending your tax dollars with their little relief package. Guess how much guess um, what percentage of them were going to spend it on vacation skins. The most was going to be spent on vacation and dining out. They both got 46%. So 46% of the money was going to be spent on vacation and dining out. 44% was going to be spent on another smartphone. 43% was going to be spent in investing in stocks. And you might be going, well, that's smart. No, you don't get to make investments with my money. Unless I'm... And it, it, it... I started to say, unless I'm going to get uh, any of the profits, but no, I don't, I don't need any of these bozos who can't pay a student loan to be picking a stock or an investment for me with my money. Thank you. Gifts, 42%. Oh, so we were, we were going to be buying presents for their little boyfriends or girlfriends. Gaming, (laughs) gaming systems, 33, 36%. Weddings, 30%. Drugs and alcohol, 28%. I guess I'm supposed to be glad that that was farther down on the list. And gambling, 27%. So that's how they were going to spend the money that they were going to get, Skins. Right. We're going to take a break. We come back. You got a favorite sitcom? What's your favorite sitcom? 888-344-1170. Well, except the answers of Seinfeld. You know, I have to think, even though it was in 80s and 90s, Happy Days was a really great sitcom. Oh, it was. Happy Days in Laverne and Shirley. Happy Days in Laverne and Shirley were, were great. Happy Days better than Laverne and Shirley. They were great. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Case. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of good news. It is official. It's been called in uh, the state of Nevada <clears throat> that a Republican, Joe Lombardo, has defeated incumbent Democrat Governor um, Sisolak. That's good. Any news on the Senate race there? Well, uh, it looks as though... It, it, you know, lack salt. Lack salt is up right now, but by slim margins at, at this point, and um, that remains to be seen. There, I mean, I find it incredulous. It's 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 hard to believe that in Nevada they would get rid of a Democrat governor and then vote in Democrat Congress people, just like in Georgia. Exactly, I'm, I'm makes finding, no sense. I'm not. I'm I'm having a hard time believing that in Georgia they reelected Kemp. But then didn't just didn't wholeheartedly, you know, vote for Walker. Well, it just doesn't make if, sense. If in Nevada, you just announced we got the Republican governor in, in my soul. That tells me we should get Laxalt. Yeah, we should. Um, it looks as though they're now I don't know that there's any Democrat leaning areas left in Arizona for for them to count ballots. I'm 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 From what I heard. They're conservative areas. It's conservative areas. They're breaking anywhere between 75 and 85 ish percent. So I think that's why they're slow rolling these last votes. Yeah. Um, I think with all the eyeballs down there, I think it's going to be really hard for them to pad it. Here's what I would say, and I don't know about Arizona, but I do know in Nevada, and I've already texted friends of mine, they're doing something, and they're doing, I believe they're doing the same thing in Arizona. They're doing adjudication as well as curing, where they, and I don't believe that curing should happen. That's where they look at a ballot and they go, well, let's fix this. Something went wrong with this ballot. Let's fix it. I don't believe that you should, that should be happening. No, unfortunately, if it's faulted, it's faulted. If it's faulted, it shouldn't be counted. Um, if you live in Nevada, you can cure your ballot yourself. So Google the state, check your ballot. You can go online and you can fix it. This is this is insane to me. That this is what's going on. This How is absolutely is it Friday, insane. and this is not over. No, it, yeah, because of crap like this. Because we have, under the phony guise of convenience, we have left our systems completely open to fraud. Why any American needed to be convinced that election integrity was more important than your convenience is beyond me. And here's where we are. And we've also got, I think I talked about this last night. We had uh, this narrative from conservatives one after the other now. Um, we just need to, the Republican Party needs to get better we, at the early voting. We need to get better at the mail-in balloting. No, you don't join in. Yeah, this is this is here to stay. We just need to get a plan for it. And it's like... If that's what you're saying today, if you're listening to anybody out there We've who's lost. telling you that, you need you need to stop subscribing to that person. You need to stop listening to that person or watching that person. You need to look to Florida. Why did why was it such a red wave? Why did it, did they flip counties like Miami Dade? Because we've got the issues on our side. We've got the policies that the people want, and there was a system down there that was not uh, that was not open for fraud. And that's what we need to do. He got rid of mass mail and balloting. He limited early voting. I would like there to be none. Um, he, Florida and Tennessee, that's the model. He banned ballot harvesting and he implemented an election police force. And when the Department of Justice threatened to send federal agents down there, he sent him a letter and said, you stay out of my state. And they did. That's what we need to do. Not be joining in. That's how the left is, is, has us where we're at right now. And where we're at is going to be taking a break. And then we'll be right back. Don't go away. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.